Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. All righty, my voice is a little crazy. I've been breaking out in hives. I don't know what's going on. I've been taking Benadryl and it's just knocking me on my butt. I'm going to try to go get some other meds at the pharmacy. Any suggestions out there for <laughs> for hives would be great. Send me a note, Kendra at KendraVonesh.com. I also want to remind everyone that I do have a video prayer program for you if you're one of those people that has yet to start a daily prayer life i can help you do that just go to my website kendravonesh.com i'll put in the the link also in the description so you can check it out it's me walking with you every single day i send you a video for 3 minutes every day we chat and then we work on something kind of like this podcast but it's a little different because there's actually um, a document that helps you kind of walk through each day. And hopefully by the end, you will have 40 days of prayer with me and you will finally have this habit put into your life, which is a game changer. It's a life changing experience when you begin that deep meditative prayer life with God. And it's based on Ignatian spirituality, and it's based on things that I learned from my spiritual director, and I will continue on and and help everyone with more meditation practices. But today, I really wanted to talk about the readings. Why did Jesus go to Mary Magdalene first? Why did he allow a woman to see him first? Because it's really important for all of us to remember that Mary Magdalene was a woman. Well, of course she was a woman. (laughs) I didn't really mean to say that. That Mary Magdalene believed in Jesus, obviously. He converted her. She had seven demons. There's debates on whether or not she was the prostitute that was pulled in front of everyone when Jesus wrote in the sand, or if she was the Mary that, you know, wiped her hair on his feet. All I know is she had seven demons cast out and she was converted and was there with Jesus the entire time with Mary, his mother, and Mary, the wife of Clopas, and of course, St. John. Bottom line, bottom line, women and children back then were second and third class citizens. It's important to know that for most of human history, men were considered the masters. Then women served the men 
in sexual ways, in other ways as well, but they were definitely subservient to the men. And then children, in a lot of cases, were absolutely a problem. They were considered a nuisance, just another mouth to feed. And in a lot of cases, based on the pagan rituals, they were sacrificed and they were eaten. This is a fact, a fact, a fact. Let's just go back to Our Lady of Guadalupe. When she went to Mexico, this was not that long ago, and the Aztecs were sacrificing children to their god. And again, they believed this. They thought it was good. The Lord, they get more power from this evil spirit, this evil God that they're praying to by sacrificing children. That was their logic. So this was still in place back then. And you know for sure that Jesus was also changing human history and culture in terms of women and children. So in other words, if it were someone other than Jesus, they would have had a man go tell the story. But the fact that Jesus told Mary Magdalene and Mary Magdalene was the first one to share his resurrection, she becomes the apostle of all apostles. That was on purpose. Because if it was a lie, that whoever was lying would have sent a man because they would believe a man. Okay, that's pretty important to establish because from when Jesus came, he was all about taking care of the women. And women were very prominent, and especially even on his passion and his walk, he went to the women, don't cry for me. You know, take care of your children. Also, the commandments, right? Children, obey your mother and father. And then the wicked change, the real change, the slap in the face to the men was women love and serve your husband, but husbands love your wives. And back then you could have a concubine for crying out loud. There was, it was a person to use for sex, for things, right? Do this for me, do that for me. There wasn't this loving relationship like God wanted from the very beginning with Adam and Eve. And then of course, children to find a husband and a wife who will love each other, become one flesh and create more children. So it's kind of interesting to look at how women and children now are. Of course, we went through this feminist movement where women wanted to be men or equal to men. But in the end, the most vulnerable are women and children. And I look at how the world looks at women and children, the culture. So for example, women, our gift is the ability to bear children. And Satan is attacking the woman, making the woman feel like that is such a low class thing to do. Barefoot and pregnant. Shouldn't you be more? Shouldn't you also have a job or go out and do all these other things instead of staying home and caring for your children? 
Now, if you're one of those women who go work, I know that a lot of times we have to. You can't make ends meet. But back in the day, you didn't. Men were able to support their families and women could stay home and raise the children. And that, in the end, in my personal opinion, is the way God wanted it. But what's happening is Satan is looking and, and at women, hates women. Satan hates women. Why? Because we can bear life. He hates life. Why do you think that abortion is so in your face but, but twisted? Pro-choice, all the things and the words that they use. Women need to have women's health options. I mean, this has nothing to do with health. This is another form of child sacrifice. In, in the muck of how Satan puts it out there, I'm trying to find the words. It's deception, total deception, and we're falling for it. And he's going after our children as well. Look at what Satan's doing to the kids out there nowadays with all of this transgenderism and sexual confusion and critical race theory and all the masks and all of this stuff that is really impacting our kids from their development to their self-esteem to their personality, obviously their health, right? Why are they so intent on giving a shot to children who have awesome immune systems and can fight this cold better than anyone. Again, Satan hates children. And if you remember, Jesus says, if anyone causes these little ones to sin, <laughs> it'd be better if you put a millstone around your neck and had never been born because you were going to be taken down. And look at what happened. Women and children first, right? If there's a, a boat going down, women and children first. That is a cultural change by Jesus Christ. And we need to further develop our unique gifts as men, women, and children. And also treating our children like the gifts that they are to keep them away from sin. You may have even read, if any one of you causes these children to sin and thought, well, pff, that's not me. I'm not causing my children to sin. Well, are you? Are you taking them to confession? Are you initiating them into the church? Are you talking to them about what is right and what is wrong? And children also grow up to be adults, but they're still your children. Causing one to sin doesn't mean that you teach them and push them into sin. Causing them to, th to sin is also not speaking up when they are sinning. This is why I think it's so important for all of us today to speak truth and to not worry about whether our children hate us or not because of what we say, because the truth is not easy to accept. 
A lot of times the truth goes against what we're doing, but yet we, we know what truth is. It's a beautiful gift of faith from God. But we all struggled with the truth for, I'm sure, long parts of our journey. I did. So, Mary Magdalene is the first person who sees Jesus, and she's a woman. And if you are a man or a woman listening to this, this is just another reminder that we need to speak out against the wrong that is happening in the world, which is everywhere now. We need to be bold in proclaiming our faith. We need to look at whether you have children or not. The children, period, are our future. We should be protecting children, period. I know people who are on school boards now who don't even have kids in school, but they are so passionate about forming productive, loving, Christ-filled human beings. And one more thing, I'm going to wrap this up. Don't think that satanic worship isn't here today. It's in your face. You can see it in Reebok shoe commercials. They now have these shoes that look like goat toes. They are round in the front and they have an indent where they're, you know, if you look at a goat's foot, it's a hoof with a slot in between. And these all, these people, these whoever, I don't even know who they are because they're so much younger than me and I'm not into the hip hop culture or anything, but they are wearing horns and they are giving Satan signs and these things are red and there's blood and you can, you can see it on Nike. It is in your face. You can see it in the music community. I'm sure lots of you probably aren't watching music videos, but you can see people like Katy Perry and Rihanna and Madonna in these satanic costumes they are trying to normalize Satan in the world. And we need to talk and fight back against it. So, man or woman, we need to proclaim truth. And we need to have faith in God. We need to be Mary Magdalene's and go run and share what is going to be unbelievable to most people. Right? Doubting Thomas had to put his hand in the side of Jesus and in his wounds because he wouldn't even believe. Blessed are those who see, ah, who believe yet do not see. It's an awesome gift. And we've got to speak out. Let's be Mary Magdalene's. Men pray to Mary. Let's think about Mary's seven demons. I'm sure we can all relate to quite a few of those demons in our lives. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. I love you all. Go speak truth with love. Do not shy away. Find that courage in God. Find something more. You add in whatever that something more is. Find detachment with God, find love with God, find truth with God, find God. And you can say anything 
with love and be fine with it without worrying about what anybody else thinks. Because again, I'm going to remind us of that audience of one. One day we're going to be looking at Jesus and I don't want to say, yeah, I was afraid of what my stepkids would say or what people might say on Facebook or any other social media. I was worried about the backlash. Well, that's the whole point of Jesus being here. And the whole point of being a Christian is knowing that we will be persecuted. And if you're not, then you're not really living it out, are you? We should be joyful when we have that persecution as well, because we know we're doing God's business, right? All righty. Go be truth, everyone. (laughs) I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a blessed and inspired day.